this district and all the saints and all the friends and everybody. We're just going to have a time. And I don't know of anybody in the whole wide world I'd rather be teamed up with than Brother Price teaching the day services. He taught for us in Louisiana uh, this year. My, my, what a time we had. I hope he feel led to preach some of those faith messages uh, here in Oregon. I'd like to hear them a half a dozen times. And uh, just can't get too much of it. But I feel the real thing here tonight. Boy, my, you got some faith being turned loose here. It's going to turn everything upside down. We may have more heater swing up there this year. supernatural begins to move the natural thing is just going to move amen lights may move carpets may move I don't know what but the hardest thing in the world for God to move is a dead human being that's, that won't worship him Well, tonight, go ahead and be seated, and I'll let you stand up some more. I want to talk to you a little. Uh, let me see this thing here. Get it up here, wife. Talk in it. Uh, we're expecting a move of God every night. That's what I'm here for. I told the church I was trying to, you know, sort of apologize for being gone so much. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not preaching camp meetings for the name or their honor. I said, I, I don't got enough of them. I said, I could retire. And it's all over. But I said, the Holy Ghost is urging me uh, to preach these camps. And I said, I, I, I just personally, old me, I got a church. I'd like to be home. But the Holy Ghost said, go. Yes, amen. amen. The Holy Ghost said, go. It's not going to be something that uh, uh, just uh, nothing's going to happen. When the Lord said go to the other side of the disciples, that meant they was going. Oh, they had a storm, but that didn't matter. They was going to the other side. Don't make them know what come. So the Lord said come to Oregon. So here we are. Now, let me drop you a little thought of faith before I preach to you a little. We'd like to get this all set just right because I feel it here. My, you just a boiling over some of you. You're ready to go. Is there anything in the world I can feel that's uh, God moving on a center and saints releasing their faith? I can feel that. I just pick it up all over the place. And I'll tell you, it's been a long time since I've been in a crowd that's releasing their faith like you are right now. Hey, it's out there.
Now you can't touch God with rockets. And you can't touch God with gold. And you can't touch him, touch him with silver. And you can't touch him with prestige. The only living way in the world you can touch God's with faith. That's right. You folks are already touching him. I'm glad to see all these young folks. Now you're, you're with me already. That's right. I can depend on you. I'll tell you. Well, let me give you a little lesson on faith here. So, uh, you know, uh, you already got it, but you know, I'm just happy to do a little more. I'll show you uh, two kinds of faith. You know, one time uh, Israel was uh, facing Goliath. And every time old Goliath would run at them, they'd run back up the hill. They must have wore all the grass off the hill. <laughs> they must have pulled all the salmon sprouts up if there was any, getting, getting a, a speeded up to get back up top of the hill out of the way. Now, they believed God could. Yeah. See? Oh, right. forget that. They all believed God could. But they wouldn't get nowhere without believing God could. Now they're just running their life out. They're just running. A lot of folks, all they know to do is run from the devil. I'll tell you the truth. I'm sick and tired of seeing Holy Ghost Jesus' name for people run from the devil. I feel like whipping them. Why, you're supposed to be running him. Amen, amen, hallelujah. But after they had run up and down that hill for 40 days, that's a long time to run up the hill. There came a young fellow out there about the age of some of you that believed God would. That's it. Anybody can believe God can, but David believed God would. And I'll tell you something about it. He pinpointed it. He didn't put it off for the next 30 years. He believed God would, and he believed he'd do it today. Hallelujah. We want God to move in this camp meeting. Hallelujah. Everybody believe God's going to move from tonight and every night. Say praise the Lord. Amen. Everybody say tonight. In this camp, Lord, we want you to take over. All right, he will. said to the giant well you know a lot of them said you going back to feed sheep but he said there's a cause and he said uh, today he said to Goliath today I'm going to take your head off 
Amen. Today, you coming down, boy. Coming down today. Thank God. If you got the devil on your trail, take care of him today. Never has been the will of God to put it off, put off a fight with the devil till tomorrow. Clean his plow today. Everybody say the devil's weak. And God is strong. He has all power. That's the way to look at it. All right, now, I had a call a few weeks ago from a lady. Bless her heart, she had cancer. And, but she, uh, she said, I'm gonna ask you a question, do you take medicine? She put me through the third degree. She told me how long been since she had. And she didn't want nobody praying for her that had. She uh, felt like she had to trust the Lord 20 years. And, and everybody else better trust the Lord 20 years. They're gonna get anything done. I said, lady, it don't matter whether I have a head. It don't matter whether you have a head. I said, you got your faith in the wrong thing. You need to get your faith in what he did for you in Pilate's Hall. That's what counts. Not what you hadn't taken or have taken. Let's get our faith in the right thing and it'll work. It don't mean I got a lot of faith just because I hadn't taken the medicine. 20, 30 years, something like that, you know, it wasn't. A lot of folks is just healthy and a lot of folks has got determination instead of faith. And uh, you just can't bank on all of that. That's all right. Bless God, if you can uh, stay off of it, well, all right. But uh, keep your faith in Jesus. All right. Now, tonight, this, I feel if ever in this world, we need to get back to the four foundational doctrines of the Bible that we need to get right down where we can walk on it, believe it, stand on it, praise God. And I want to talk to you just a little bit tonight on the subject, the power of God's word. The four foundational doctrine is the word of God, the blood that stained the old rugged cross, the name that's above every name in heaven and earth, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And it don't make no difference how much you know, how much a young preacher knows. He may know all the theology. He may have DDs and everything else all attached to his name. But if he don't know how to tell people to be saved, it worth a dime to him. He ain't worth a nickel in the kingdom of God if he don't know how to tell people uh, to get saved. Right? That's the most important thing in the world is to know how, if you're preaching, to tell people how to get saved. Oh, you can go off on these here Milky Way trips and what have you and we'll mount the hill of beans. But when it comes right down to it, it's just plain old repent. Amen. Get baptized in Jesus' name. 
filled with the Holy Ghost, Pentecostal style. It still comes as the rushing mighty wind. It still fills these houses. Thank God, thank God, they still speak in tongues. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Those Jews didn't care anything about how many degrees the apostle had. They wanted to know what to do to be saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I read books sometimes, fellas, that uh, read a whole book on how to be born again. They don't even know. Uh, I, I bought it and I wish I had it. They don't know how to be saved. Isn't that pitiful? That a man can know so much and then not know how to get saved. Oh, God, help us in Jesus' name. All right, I want to read it to you, and this is faith tonight. This is real, genuine, old-fashioned faith. Brother King, I believe it was, saying something about somebody here deaf. I was thinking about a little boy about three or four years ago. He was Lutheran. They brought him to our church. He's 12 years old and born deaf. Never, he was going to a deaf school. We put our fingers in his ears and said in the name of Jesus, deaf spirit come out. The deaf spirit came out and just a few weeks that boy was took out of deaf school and sent to regular school. He does it, but you got to have your faith in the right place. It's in the Word. Thank God. Hallelujah. Now let's listen at it here. I'm reading Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and the twelfth verse. For the Word of God is quick. Everybody say quick. And it's powerful. Everybody say powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. I don't know, these fellas preach it sometime, you know. I hear them and they think the Word of God, you teach it and maybe it'll grow on you and, and uh, you'll get saved and maybe it take, you know, 10 or 15 years, you never really know when it happens, you know. Uh, you, you just sort of grow into it. And also I hear a little uh, stream every once in a while uh, getting among a little, uh, some of us. We're trying to become psychiatrists. Teach people now, you, it just don't happen quick. You can't expect it. It has to grow on you. It takes a long, long time. And all of that, you know, you just, uh, in other words, if you've got a bad temper, count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and maybe you won't blow your stack. That's a bunch of junk. We Pentecostals know we ought to say Jesus ten times and the devil's gone in a temper too. The word of God's quick. The word of God's powerful. The word of God puts the devil going. 
Oh yeah, we, we, we try to become little gods sometimes. We're gonna do it, but I'll tell you one thing that I won't tell you tonight. I was moaning and groaning a while back about my, when I was a sinner before I got saved and I said, Lord, I wish I hadn't done some of those things. He said, well, you'd have been lost anyhow. He said, you never had committed to sin. You'd have still went to hell. He said, you got to be born again. Right? He said, if you live to be a million years old and get better every day, you'd still be lost. There's nothing under the sun that'll move sin but the blood. Everybody say, nothing but the blood. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, let's read on here. It sounds like the Bible, you know. You send a young fellow out and say, well, you got to use a lot of tact and you got to use a lot of psychology and, and all of this, you know. Well, maybe so, but... I'll tell you what, Peter didn't use none on the day of Pentecost. He just hauled off and preached it, and it went into effect because it was powerful, and it was sharp, and it still is. Oh, let's see where it'll go. Now, someone thinks the only thing it'll ever penetrate is the uh, intellectual part of man, his mind. I want to tell you one thing. This is the only book in the whole universe that can get on through the mind, into the heart, and into the human spirit, and into the marrow of the bone. You start out with this book, you got a book, brother. You got a book. I mean, you got some. We had a little girl in our church, five years old. She came up with leukemia. The doctor's she was already paralyzed, almost could hardly move before they knew what in the world had happened. And uh, the mother said, we're going to rush this child. We've got to take it somewhere. I said, bring it to the church. And they said, it's already in the marrow of her bone. It's just all over. I said, I don't care. The word can get in the marrow of the bone. I got chapter and verse. And the word's a healer. And I said, bring her in here. And I quoted this. I read it. And I said, now, Lord, here it is. And this child's got it in the marrow of its bone. And it's got it in its blood. And your blood cleanses from all sin and all disease. And now, Lord, let your living word penetrate the marrow of its bone and drive it out. You know what the doctor said when they got back? We don't know what's happened, but there ain't a sign of it to be found anywhere. Hallelujah. 
She's well and healthy today. Because the word of God can get into the marrow of the bone. Taking this book in a little satchel and going down the road studying psychology. My Lord, how mercy. Preach it with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Brother, there never has been anything hit a human heart like this. Oh, let's see what it said. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. It knows what you're going to do. That's right. I was called back in the back of the tabernacle. Feller fell out in Louisiana camp with epileptic spell. When I laid my hand on him, I saw a face. A dark-complected man, and I described him. What I saw in the, the man was coming out, and he said, that's the man that knocked me in the head 16 years ago. He said, put your hand, and I put my hand up there, and my whole hand nearly went in his head. There in just a moment's time, the living word, of God flashed a picture to my mind of the man that did it. He said, that's him. That's the fellow that did it. Amen, amen, amen. God knows everything in the world. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I'll tell you one thing. If all the blood could be drained out of every human being that walks the face of the earth and poured on top of one little sin stain, not a sin, but just a stain, it'd never wash it away. Never move it. Never move it. Pour all the blood of animals on it. Never move it. Never. But oh, there's the blood. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That cleanses from all sin. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody say, I can't do it. I'm going to let the blood do it. You can't do it with psychology. You can't do it with mental effort. You can't do it with good works. Let the blood do it. That's why this book's so powerful. It's the, the blood's in it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Neither is there any creature that's not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What does a man need when he's called to preach but to believe this and take this book? 
hallelujah, and hurl it at the devil. Thank God, hallelujah, hallelujah. If my Lord Jesus, as powerful as he was, if he chose to use the word on the devil, we better. The devil said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, if, if. You know, we always stick that in there, if. Uh, want to put a doubt, you know. In a if to this. That's God, it's the word of God. Jesus said, it's written. Everybody say it, it's written. It's written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This is it. Sure, he could have turned those stones to bread. He could have turned the whole mountain to bread. Amen. But he wasn't going to do nothing because the devil suggested it. Amen. Amen. Then the devil, he led him. He take him to the pinnacle of the temple. I want you to get a picture of that. The devil actually taking Jesus' body to the temple. Way up there. Take you to church. The devil take you to church. Amen. Uh, you think of that? Take you to church if he can get you to compromise. A lot of folks have in church don't know more about God than a hog does Sunday. That's right. And he said, if you're the son of God, he said, jump off. He said, it's written, the angels will bear you up. Why, he said, if you want to be popular in essence, uh, what he was saying, if you want to be popular and everybody bows, your feet just float off of this temple and just float down there, and they'll run and they'll bow. And they would have. But Jesus said, it's written, I shall not tempt the Lord thy God. Hallelujah! Then he took him to that high mountain, and he said, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world, and he said, I'll give you everything out there if you'll fall down and worship me. Jesus said, it's written. Oh, hallelujah, it's written. It's written. Hallelujah, repentance is written. Water baptism is written. Baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues is written. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, it's written, I shall worship the Lord God and him only. That's the only one. And the devil left him. Everybody say, the devil left him. He socked him three times with the word and he's gone. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. One woman said, the devil's been after me all day. Bless his sweet name. When are we going to stop that foolishness and get up and testify? I said, I've been after the devil all day and he's really been running. Everybody say, resist the devil. He'll lay down. Uh, what did he say? Oh, you mean he'll flee? 
Oh, is that right? Get up, brother, and run a little bit there. I see. Just, I mean, you there. Yeah, run. Uh, run back in and show him how to. See, that's fleeing now. He's taking off, see? That's, uh, that's the way he's supposed to do, you know. Amen, amen, amen. Resist the devil and he'll flee. He'll go. I get to thinking some people like his company. When they know how to get rid of him and they hang, let him hang around all the time. Just hang around all the time. Amen. Every time he knocks on the door, they open let him come in. You got to be careful who you let in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's take a look at the Word of God. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I read not long ago that science, scientists have discovered now a hundred trillion galaxies out in space. That's a lot of a hundred trillion. And every one of them has 300 trillion stars in them. That's a pretty good bunch of men. That's right. And you know what I said when I read it? I said they're still like a bunch of little ants in an ant hill that crawled out and he can't see but 50 feet and said this is a big world. There's still some they hadn't found out there probably. Amen. But you think of a hundred trillion galaxies with 300 trillion stars in each one of them. And my Jesus upholding all of them by the word of his power. What's all that hundred trillion galaxies doing hanging out there? He upholds it by the word of his power. Hallelujah, you talk about power. You talk about power. You know, the other day some scientists said they have found out that faith actually moves atoms. Well, I've been knowing that a long time. Atoms are God's building blocks. You know, we, we pray the prayer of faith and those atoms move. And great and wonderful things happen, but the thing about it is we're not, we're not somebody come because we pray and we believe and atoms begin to move. God made the atoms. Insights, what all ever that is, electrons, neutrons, and all that. He made all of that. But faith moves them. Amen. God spoke to atoms and worlds come into existence, but he made the atoms. Oh, how great he is. My, my, my. We, we're moving around here. Something right now is real strange. There's a power here being released right now in this building. Praise God. Hallelujah. God loves his word. He stands behind his word. He loves faith. My, it's hard to keep me still right now. My. Through faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Psalms 33 and 6, by the word of the Lord, 
were the heavens made and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. When God made everything, he fixed it so he could control it. It'd be terrible for GMC to put out a car without brakes and out a steering wheel and all that on it, wouldn't it? Everything God has created, he created it where he could control it. And when he speaks to it, it obeys. Every planet he knows by name. All those hundreds of trillions, he knows them by name. And every one of them will bow whenever he speaks. You talk about power. You talk about power. Oh, hallelujah. Why, the devil never has made none. All he does is tear up. Amen. He ain't never made no sun, moon, stars. The Lord did all that. The Bible said so. He made it all alone by himself. Hallelujah. Then everybody run around thinking the devil is so strong. Why, the Lord's got him on a leash. Like he got a poodle dog. He goes so far. That old boy ain't even got no keys now. If you was out on the desert, somebody, somewhere, somebody uh, robbed you, took your car keys, what would you be doing? You'd be walking, wouldn't you? That's what he's doing. He's walking. Amen. That's what the Bible said. He's walking. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is with God. The Word was God. I tell you, no wonder it's powerful. Praise God. The words Jesus said that I speak unto you, their spirit and their life. There never has been anything like it. This is not like any other book. You can, you can read George Washington's life story and all of them. But brother, this is the only book in the universe that's spirit and life. Oh, that's what we're feeling around here tonight. Spirit and life. Spirit and life. Oh, Brother Paul said, for we live. I'm glad he didn't say we was half dead. He said, for we live and move and have our being in him. We're in him and he's in us. My, 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 you think about that great power that's upholding all things. Now it's in us. thousands of years the Lord longed to be inside of human beings ever since the fellowship was broken in the garden of Eden and man was put on the outside God would visit him at times and they had to have the blood to cover him uh, where God could even get any ways close to him and then he'd appear in a pillar of fire he'd hang over them in a cloud and and so many different ways he would come Ah, but he still longed to get on the inside. We see that old tabernacle in the wilderness. Uh, badger skins. God back in there in that little old room. And only one man could step inside. But oh, brother, I want you to know when that old veil was rent from top to bottom and the blood flowed at Calvary, 
and he took it and he went back to glory land. He took his blood to the most holy place. And for the first time now, see, man couldn't, couldn't get the Holy Ghost without the blood first. It had killed every human being. All it had to done, God poured the Holy Ghost out and it killed everybody without the blood. Got to have the blood. You can't live without it. It's the only thing that removes sin. It's the only thing that will wash it away. The great living Holy Spirit could not dwell in man because of sin. But thank God, the blood cleanses from all sin. And we're free tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Word of God's creative. Let there be... It's all the Lord had to say, let there be light, and there was light. And all he's got to do is to say, uh, let my spirit fall in the organ camp, fill souls of the Holy Ghost, heal, heal the sick, and it's going to happen. That's all. Now the Bible said the Word of God is quick and powerful and all of that. We just read that to you. And he said, the words that I speak shall come to pass. He spoke to a rod. You see, everything obeys him. That's what I want you to see. Everything obeys the word. The word one day spoke to a rod and he turned to a serpent. Crawled off. He spoke to another rod and it bore almonds overnight. He spoke to a gourd vine and it grew up overnight. And he spoke to a worm and he cut the gourd vine down. The word... The living word of God. Hallelujah. I want you to take a hold of it. He sent his word. The Bible said Psalms 107, 20, he sent his word and healed them. And again, Jesus said, speak the word only. Uh, the man said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Luke 5, 5 said, nevertheless, if thy word, Peter said, I let down the net and he let it down. And again, he said, if thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. Now, here's what I want to leave with you tonight. I know we all believe the holy living word of God. And, but I want you to show, the, show you the heart of Jesus tonight. I want to show you his love. I've never seen anything like it. My heart has just melted and melted and some of the things that Jesus has been doing and some of the people that Jesus has forgiven and uh, folks that, you know, you just say, well, uh, God ain't going to do nothing for them. But oh, how merciful and kind and good he is. I read in Acts of 10, chapter the 38th verse, he went about doing good and healed all. There's a lot of folks tonight needs healing. We need healing, first of all, from all sin. And the blood heals. Oh, yes, that's the only thing. There's so many folks dying. Since I've been in these camp meetings, two girls that I counseled both got killed. I begged these girls to get with the truth, and, but they, you know, they wanted to have the world and God too and it didn't work 
You just can't do it. You've got to turn either God or the world loose. You just well to get ready. And one of them went to a party the other night. Had a car wreck. Killed her instantly. The other one, somebody evidently knocked her in the head. They found her out to the roadside dead. And it breaks your heart whenever you sit and you look at people and you warn them. I said, look, you need to settle down. You need to get in the church and stay put. But no, she wanted to go and do all them other things, you know, and have all the world and all that hanging on, you know. Didn't want to give up nothing. It always amazed me whenever people strain and grumble about giving up a few little old things for Jesus. When you look at what the apostles in the early church gave up for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it puts us to a shame. And they loved not their lives unto death. They were put out of their homes. They wandered about in goat skins and sheep skins. Why? Because they wouldn't turn from the name. Yet we can't give up a little old bunch of junk. Oh, God help us how horrible it's going to be when we stand in the presence of God, grumbling and murmuring, complaining, can't give up a few things the Lord. Somebody said, well, God don't tell you how to dress. Oh, yes, he does. Tells you to dress and become as saints. Sure as the world, he tells us how. He talks about hair, he talks about the heart, he talks about the outside, the whole man. And he said, you're not your own. You're bought for the price. I said, you're not your own. You was bought with a price, and oh, what a price. Somebody said, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Well, you just well forget about going to heaven then. Amen. Just well forget it. God help us. He healed his enemies. He healed the unworthy. He healed those that didn't even have a promise. Oh, help us. That poor old blind man sitting out there, Jesus came by, put some mud patties in his eyes, told him to go wash. Poor old boy, nobody paid attention to him until he had a miracle in his life. I was amazed when I got saved how many people suddenly got interested in me. Oh, they said, boy, be careful. Don't read the Bible too much that people go crazy. I said they go crazy because they don't obey it. They read it and won't obey it. But they wanted to tell me to be careful. They never think a thing about it. They didn't care if I fell in the ditch or what happened to me until I had a miracle in my life. And then they wanted to tell me it wasn't wrong to play that worldly music. Come on, boy, play me a song. I said, no, 
They said, Lord, me your guitar. We want to take you to dance. I said, no, it's, it's sanctified. It can't play that no more. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't go there anymore. And I don't sing their songs anymore. And I don't play their music anymore. Hallelujah. But you know the poor old blind men, they came by and said, they said, this fellow got healed. They said, surely not. Said it does look like him. Sure does, you know. Them old church folks couldn't believe in a miracle. Oh no, no, they couldn't. They couldn't stand that, you know. And so the neighbors all come out to see about him. And and the first thing you know, the big church folks showed up. Oh, you didn't get nothing. He said, you know what you're talking about. He said, there's one thing I know. He said, I don't know who did it, but I know I was once uh, blind, but now I see. And they said, well, we don't know this fellow. He said, strange thing to me, you know so much about everything else and you don't know who healed me. And nothing like that's happened since the world began. And you don't know nothing about it. They called me from a certain school one Sunday and they said, preacher, you're going on the radio. Said, you still preach gifts of the Spirit. This is a denominal school. Said, give us one verse, just one verse, for it's still for us today. I said, get ready. <laughs> I turned over to Corinthians 1 7, that you come behind in no gift. Of course, they wanted it to, if they could have wrote, uh, written, uh, wrote the word, word of God, they, they just said, that you come behind in no gift, waiting until AD 70. But it didn't say AD 70. It said waiting until the coming of the Lord. That you come behind in no gift, waiting until the coming of the Lord. Oh, there's gifts of the Spirit. God wants to manifest in this camp. He wants to move among us. But the greatest tonight is the call to be saved. Not long ago, a young lady from a very prominent family in our city came to our church and got the Holy Ghost. Brother, it just about like to kill her. And they had a boy, 15 years old, that he came and he went to the altar. And his daddy, when he got home, he said, never again, never again will you go to that church. He said, I can't stop you, sister. She's of age, but you ain't going. Well, he went over to his church that fought it. And the pastor called them all down to the front to all kneel and pray one of them quiet prayers. And Patrick got over in the corner and he got the praying like we did in the Pentecostal church and the Holy Ghost fell on him and he began to speak in tongues. And 
Now he is going with another fellow, a member of the church, his daughter. So they slipped off one night, called me at midnight, and Nancy wanted the Holy Ghost. Well, we prayed with her, talked to her, it was all brand new to her. Folks heard about it, said, you ain't never going back. The mother came to the boy the other night and said, don't you ever come to see my girl no more, and don't you even sit by her in church, and don't you ever call her. He called me, he said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to pray. Hallelujah. I'm expecting my assistant to call me that they slipped off some night again and came to the church, got the Holy Ghost, and he baptized her. She called me the other day. She said, Brother Barnes, I ain't about to give up. I want the Holy Ghost. Thank God for somebody that's not afraid of the world. I'll tell you one thing. The Holy Ghost is real. And there's somebody here tonight who wants it. You may not know it, but you do. The whole wide world wants the Holy Ghost. Everybody's drinking liquor tonight and wants the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's something inside crying out. Everybody's running from one end of the world to the other. Restless. Don't know what way to go. It's the Holy Ghost. That's a desire for something. And you can't fill it up with the world. You can't fill it up with money. An old fellow come. He's a millionaire. He hollered at me and said, Brother Barnes, come in. He said, I'm a sick man. He said, I'll tell you the truth. He said, I can't sleep day or night. And I thought, my, my, I thought if you had money, you could sleep. I was having a struggle, but I could still sleep. He said, would you pray for me? I said, sure, right on the street. Amen. Hallelujah. Back up nobody. Everybody, even the president, wants the Holy Ghost. He just don't know it. He don't know what it is. That office not going to satisfy him. There ain't no office that'll fill that vacancy. There's no amount of money that'll take care of it. So a few days later, he hollered at me. I heard somebody hollering. He said, hey, come out. I went across the street. He said, man, he said, I won't tell you. He said, when I got home, he said, I hadn't slept in days. He said, I was so sleepy after you prayed for me. He said, I didn't even pull my clothes off. Live in a big, fine home, you know, and all that. I don't know what his wife thought when she came in, but he crawled up in the middle of the bed, clothes and all, and he said he slept for hours. But he said, now tell me what that was that hit me when you took my hand. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You looking at a preacher that loves the anointing of the Holy Ghost so much, I reach for it every day. I got to have that new touch. Just one more touch. 
Just one more, one more, feel it. Amen. One more drink. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just can't wait for the next move. Oh, that fresh faith. Praise God. That new anointing. Oh, I'll tell you, somebody said, well, they get the Holy Ghost and then persecutions. My friend, let them come. Just give me another touch. Just give me another drink. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Remember one time, old Samson, he killed a thousand of those Philistines with a jawbone, man. He, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and now we got that same Spirit he had upon him in us. Amen. Oh, yeah, it come upon him then, now it's in us. Now, we're fighting the other kind of devils, you know. He fought off the pistol. We don't fight flesh and blood. Uh, but we, we, we work the others over, you know. And he sat down over there, and he said, Well, Lord, he said, after this great battle, I'm about to starve to death with no water. And all of a sudden, the Lord made a hole in that jawbone, and water just bubbling up there, and he had a fountain. Just, just, a, just a bubbling up there, and he just drank and drank and drank and drank. I've drank in some of the most peculiar places you've ever seen in your life. Oh, God just opened my fountain and I just drank. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God! I want to tell you folks something tonight. This faith that's rising. You know, back in the Old Testament, whenever the enemy came against Abraham, you know what he did? He went after him. And he worked him over. And he got his children. You know what happened whenever David came in and all the enemy got all of his children, took them off, all of them's wives, you know what they did? They went after them. Brother, they, they mauled their heads and they brought their wives and children back. I want you to know every child that you've anointed and you dedicated in Jesus' name. Praise God, he has given us power to go after the devil and bind him. But a lot of us, you know, would have been David and said, well, he got our wives and children gone. Nothing we can do about it. He said, hey, get, get, your, get your swords, boys. Amen, amen. It wasn't long heads were falling. Praise God. When we're going to wake up and get on the devil, we have trained our children up in the way they should go. We planted the holy word that I've been preaching to you tonight in their hearts. We dedicated them to the Lord. And now we're going to sit and let some of the Philistines take them off. Amen. I'll tell you, we need to bust some skulls. Amen. Spiritually speaking, I'm not talking about natural. But we need to work the devil over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I believe we're going to get a hold of something tonight. Amen. We're going to move devils tonight. They're not hard to move. Everybody say it's written. Yes, sir. 
Everybody say the Holy Ghost is written. It's for you. And your children. And to them it's a fall. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. somebody tonight somebody somebody obey Jesus tonight would the congregation stand as we open this altar for everybody that wants the glorious wonderful Holy Ghost in your life Do it tonight! 
Indeed.